0: Welcome to Red Rank Podcast, home of the smoothest voice on Twitch. I'm your host, The Crow Show. Just a friendly reminder, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, among others. And on Apple Podcasts, if you can do me a big, big favor, please leave a rating and a review. It helps me out a lot. I still need to check those out. Uh, I've received a couple, but I definitely want to, at some point, read out loud some of the reviews we've received on Apple Podcasts. So there was a dev Q&A today, which was essentially a big nothing burger. They were deliberately vague with a lot of details. Most of the community in Dead by Daylight was very annoyed at just the amount of answers or lack thereof that they gave us. So I'm just going to go through some of the major points. I'll, I'll kind of comment on them and I'll go through some other smaller points. I did write some notes as I was watching I was also recording some TikToks as we went, (laughs) so let's uh, let's talk about the dev Q&A. First off, the Circle of Healing is getting a nerf uh, at tier 3. I think it'll heal at 75% speed instead of 100% speed. Circle of Healing is still way too strong. (laughs) They did not address the actual issues with Circle of Healing, It's overpowered in the sense that if you set it up, as long as you're within a certain range, I can't remember. I think it's like six, it's either 16 or 24 meters and you can be below it or above it. So multi-level maps that have like buildings or just separate floors, survivors can abuse it. They can hide on a bottom floor, upper floor, the same floor and just heal themselves super, super fast. And the, the reason why Circle of Healing is so powerful is it has unlimited uses, and the killer cannot get rid of it permanently. You can go spend two seconds to snuff it, but guess what? 30 seconds later, it's going to be up again. Survivors also like to um, bless a totem in the corner of the map where all the gens have been fixed. So if the, survivor, if the killer wants to go snuff out the totem It's in the corner of the map where no gens are. They're letting the survivors just fix the remaining gens for free with no pressure on them. It removes a big part of the game, which is sort of hit and run, which allows killers to snowball. They get multiple survivors injured and then eventually catch them off guard. Wraith is a big um, killer who likes to do that. Uh, Twins, Huntress, Deathslinger, lots of... uh, Oh, Demogorgon, of course. Almost all killers really thrive on keeping people injured and then snowballing, making it really difficult for teams to recover. But Circle of Healing is a win condition, and it costs the survivors absolutely nothing. I'm really sick of it. I deliberately deliberately don't use it because it's so powerful. And after this quote-unquote nerf, it's still way too powerful. Other things they talked about in the Q&A, Dead Hard, they they hinted at a rework. They said they're looking at the speed burst, the ability to get distance to a pallet or a window. They kind of implied that they might remove that ability from Dead Hard. I think the original intention of Dead Hard was to dodge an attack, which I'm sure is what it gets used for most of the time. But really good survivors can use it to get distance to greet a pallet which means you're running a loop around a pallet not dropping it the killer maybe backs off a little bit respects it maybe a little bit too much and that gives the survivor one extra loop around that tile and then they drop it and the reason why they can drop it so late is they can let this the killer catch up a little bit but then when the distance gets closed a little bit they can dead hard to that pallet and extend the chase it's actually a really really nasty perk and is arguably the strongest survivor perk currently i would love to see a change to Deadheart, so we'll have to wait and see they talked a lot about sbmm skill-based matchmaking uh one of the people from the community asked if if skill-based matchmaking can be changed to be more skill-based because right now sbmm only factors kills for killers and escapes for survivors the behavior team said straight up, there's no changes coming. Uh, Pat compared it to shots on goal in hockey. He was like, yeah, those shots on goal, they help the team, but does it make it better? Does that take more skill? it's <laughs> like, okay, this man doesn't watch hockey because if a player is getting shots on net, it's usually for a reason. They're getting open. Maybe they're on the power play. Maybe the team is feeding him because he's one of the best players on the team and they're getting shots on goal. You could say the same thing for survivors. Some people are really good at running killers and extending chases, wasting the killer's time while people fix gens or heal each other, do all of the above. Why isn't that a factor in this game? Why don't players get rewarded, quote unquote, rewarded with a higher skill-based matchmaking rating for being good at running the killer, which is the most fun part about Dead by Daylight. Tune into any um, Survivor main on Twitch, and the best ones, they go looking around for the killer so they can get into chases. Now, if they're running the killer around, wasting the killer's time, run them for maybe three gens, four gens, five gens. If they don't get out, their rank doesn't go up. Somebody sits on a gin and fixes gins and they escape while that person's running the killer, their rank goes up. They're essentially a better player than that person who kept the killer busy. It's a really flawed system. Somebody asked if skill-based matchmaking is really working, if the grades are so different. And Behavior mentioned that the dev team said, grades are not an indicator of skill. Those people just play more, which is mostly correct. They also said, and I quote, the MMR system is working well. They've gathered data and it shows they can predict outcomes. And I find that laughable. <laughs> Pat really said the MMR system is working well. It's not. And then they went on to talk about right after this, right after saying it works well, a serious flaw in the skill-based matchmaking system. In the lobby... You know, when you get a lobby, you hit ready, and then you load into a lobby, and you see your teammates, or if you're a killer, you hit ready, you load into a lobby, you see some survivors. If any one person backed out of that lobby, the game will actually prioritize speed in finding a random teammate to put into that game over skill. That's why sometimes when you're playing solo queue, and at the end of the game, you see that one of your teammates literally only has two perks and it's like self-care tier one and botany knowledge tier two. They literally just installed dead by daylight. Why is that person in my lobby? I've got 2300 hours played. How is our skill deemed to be the same? And it's because of this flaw in the system. It's because somebody backed out of the lobby and they quickly found a replacement. And again, the dev team said, if the, if the system actually worked to try to find this, the fairest games, people would have three-hour queue times. They don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. I just feel like the MMR slash SBMM system is something they worked on for quite a bit, and they're too stubborn to let it go. Everybody in the community agrees it's not a good system nobody out there enjoys it i know some survivor mains who constantly are playing against top tier killers all running blight spirit nurse that's no fun sometimes we want to go up against like bubba (laughs) even clown give us somebody else myself i don't think i'm near the top of SBMM. Uh, I don't escape a ton. I'm I'm not one of those escape 50 times in a row kind of people. But again, the people who have data mined this game have determined that it's not really that hard to reach the ceiling of skill-based matchmaking rating. And it really breaks my heart because I do watch a lot of Dead by Daylight streamers, and I've witnessed bully squads who get somebody who just installed DBD as their killer. And that's their introduction to DVD. It's probably because somebody saw the lobby and they're like, I know that person. I don't want to be a part of their TikTok montage. So the killer backed out. And as a result, the system tried to find a quick replacement and then they pick some person who's like, I'll try Pig from the Saw series. I've got three perks on Pig. Oh, let's try it out. And they get people who are doing CJ techs Locker techs, all the techs. And these people have never seen anything like this. It's a really, really bad system. I want to see it go away. To be honest, I don't think there's any good solution here. I think it's just something that's broken that will probably never be fixed. Somebody also asked, will skill-based matchmaking ratings be visible? And they said not anytime soon. Some people get stressed out when they see their their rating go down they want to reach a certain point and the funny thing is it means nothing you know it means absolutely nothing like mmr and dead by daylight like scott jund i think it's a placebo everybody's playing the same way but the fact that they're invisible i think is fine if you've ever watched somebody play valorant league of legends or Teamfight Tactics. You see them panicking after every loss. Oh man, I hope my elo didn't go down too much. It's uh, <laughs> it's something we do not need in the Dead by Daylight community. It's something that doesn't matter at the end of the day. Someone in the community asked if borrowed time will become uh, borrowed time or decisive strike, or borrowed time and decisive strike will become base kit for survivors meaning the perk will just be a part of every survivor build. That doesn't require a perk slot. And Pat replied very sternly, we're not considering Decisive Strike base kit for survivors. And the other guy on the dev team was like, wait, you didn't say anything about Borrowed Time. And then Pat said, we're not considering Decisive Strike for base kit. So that kind of tells you they're considering Borrowed Time base kit as an anti-tunnel mechanic in the game. I don't like this idea one bit. I think that if they wanted to make it base kit, sure, maybe give them survivors, maybe two, maybe three seconds of safety after getting off hook. But even that will get super abused, especially by TikTok bully squads out there. Borrowed time is one of the best survivor perks for for a reason, and they want to make that a part of base kit. That's absolutely ridiculous. I appreciate that it takes a full perk slot. Um, I've gone against teams who have four borrowed time. And that's really annoying. People go, well, don't tunnel, don't tunnel. Well, just if you've played this game enough, they can weaponize borrowed time. Let's say you're down to, let's say you're down to two gens, one gen, and you've been like respecting borrowed time the entire time. But there does reach a point in the game where you have to get somebody out. And if somebody's on death hook, you, you want to get them out. You know, you do have to "quote unquote" tunnel, which I don't consider tunneling when there's only one or two gens left. If every survivor is going to be invulnerable after every hook, every time, no matter what the conditions, I think that's a really bad idea. If anything, I think it might make killers play even more scummy proxy hooks. Wait for the first survivor to get to dying state on the first hook stuff like that i just i think it's a really bad idea okay so there's a whole bunch of bullet points that i wrote down we're just going to go through them as quick as i can they asked if 60 frames per second will be coming to last gen consoles they said no nothing's coming they've repeated this many times but lower graphic settings does not optimize the cpu they said there's like some harmony between the cpu and the gpu that requires better performance. And the lower graphics settings only makes it easier on the GPU, but does nothing for the CPU. So there's no plans right now. They said they're working on a way to reduce the grind of this game, the grind of spinning blood points, getting all your perks to tier three. They gave us a, a nothing answer. They just kind of said, yeah, yeah, we're, we're looking into it. We're looking at ways. They offered no answers, and you're going to see this pattern through the rest of this episode. I'm actually working on a YouTube video where I'm going to calculate how many blood points it takes to get all the perks on one survivor. Now, quick spoiler alert, I've been uh, working on Meg Thomas uh, from level one all the way to getting all the perks on her. She's currently um, prestige three, and I think I've spent six million blood points on her so far. And I have maybe five and a half pages of perks, but like pages four, five, and six are like all tier two perks. I'm estimating, and this is assuming that you have all the perks unlocked, which you have to get every survivor to. I think it's level forty to get their teachables. Going from, but yeah, I, I'm think I'm in my head. I I think it's going to cost somewhere between eight to nine million blood points to get all the perks at tier three on a survivor and that's just ridiculous that's just assuming you've you've unlocked all the perks for all the survivors and uh let's face it if you play this game casually that's not going to happen anytime soon so stay tuned for that um I'll leave a link in the description uh, that has all my links. So uh, I'll be putting out more YouTube content. I've already put up a couple of um, killer rounds recently. I had fun with uh, playing Bubba with Eerie, Flesh, and Speed Limiter. Then I went up against a TikTok bully squad. And uh wasn't much fun, but it was content. So <laughs> that's out there. They uh, Somebody asked if we'll see a match replay system. They said the answer is no. Uh, That's probably never coming to Dead by Daylight. There are Ghostface and Legion updates coming. They said they're on the way, but they gave us nothing in terms of like when. (laughs) So both killers are pretty weak in their current state. And as far as I know, Ghostface has never been a good killer. So we'll just have to wait and see. Someone asked if there's going to be bots in a practice mode. They said they have no plans for that. Bots do exist in the tutorial. And to go with that question, people asked if bots can replace a survivor when a survivor disconnects. So they said they have no plans of doing that. Somebody in my TikTok comments actually said, I play Dead by Daylight Mobile and they have bots in the game. And they said, you don't want bots in your, in your games on PC or console. Apparently, they just walk around doing nothing. Sometimes they get stuck in windows, so you can't vault through windows because they're just standing there. <laughs> Sounds like the bots are pretty rough. Someone asked if Year 7 focus, will focus more on game health. They said, we're, we can work on adding content while we're working on game health. And I think all eight or 9,000 people watching probably laughed when they said that. Someone asked if Survivor spawn and hex locations can be improved. Uh, they said, well, we're always looking at them, but it's slow and difficult to do. So that's a who knows? <laughs> who knows? Uh, Someone asked if there's a new roadmap for upcoming features. They said it always happens during the anniversary, but they're not sure they'll have one this year. A really big topic was brought up, the issue of cheaters, cheaters in-game. The devs' stance is that if they give too much information on their war against cheaters, that they'll be equipping the cheaters with information, and the cheaters will work to combat the devs and, find holes and issues in the game they can exploit it really upsets me that they didn't talk about the security leaks in this game that allow people malicious people to ddos attack or swat uh dead by daylight content creators uh, a number of drag streamers have been swatted and ddosed in the last few months including elix who i interviewed On this podcast, I think it was my very first episode. Please make sure you go, listen, that was a wonderful episode. And Elix was absolutely just so kind and generous with her time with me. And uh, Elix has been swatted twice in this game. And luckily has communication with the local authorities. So the local authorities called Elix during stream gave an update on the situation. And I I think Elix uh, was... Just gave us general information. Obviously, they don't want to be providing all the details, but I, I guess they do have a working communication with the local authorities. So the local authorities are aware they know it's a malicious prank. But it's a real shame that behavior, in our eyes, is not making any attempt to protect their gamers while they're playing this game, creating content for Dead by Daylight. A lot of us do. Play with a VPN, but I've seen people get DDoS attacked even when using a VPN. So I, I don't know how this works. I'm not a very technical person when it comes to this kind of thing. But if you do play Dead by Daylight on Steam or Epic Games Launcher, you might want to consider using a VPN uh, to help protect yourself. Offer that layer of protection. I use it every time I play just to be safe. Moving on. Uh, People asked if there's any plans to change the slowdown for Jens. They said no. People wanted to know if they're going to rework Mori's for the older killers. Because some of them are really lame. Like Wraith's is just pure garbage. <laughs> they said they definitely want to make them cooler, more flashy. But they don't have a timeline on that. Uh, someone asked if there's any plans to rework this shape. A.K.A. Michael Myers. They said no. Someone asked, are there any changes to face camping? And they said, we're working on something, but it's still nowhere near ready. Maybe that's the borrowed time base kit mechanic. And again, I'm thinking it'll probably be base kit, maybe two or three seconds of safety once you get off the hook. But even that can be weaponized by people on comms in a bully squad. And again, these bully squads, they don't make up a large player base, but they make enough. That it's really annoying when you play against them. So somebody asked, why do you nerf add-ons for unpopular or weak killers? And they straight up said, we don't have time to change perks for the strong killers. They even mentioned Blight, Alchemist Ring. They said they don't have time to change that. Alchemist Ring is one of the most powerful add-ons in the game. And it's absolutely ridiculous. It's pretty crazy to me that Blight hasn't seen any nerfs of any kind. I hope it's just a matter of time. Blight is an S-tier killer. And, you know, if they rework Alkring and Compound 21, I think it's called. A couple of other add-ons. His mechanics are still really strong. He'll be just like Spirit. Spirit received a quote-unquote nerf when she's phasing. And now survivors know when she's phasing and approximately where she is when she's phasing. Spirit's still really strong. I still play against Spirit a fair amount. I rarely escape versus Spirit. Same goes for Deathslinger. People crying about Deathslinger. Deathslinger's still powerful. Go cry somewhere else. (laughs) Someone asked if they plan on implementing new game modes. They basically said no. Someone asked if we can get more information on solo queue improvements. They hinted at that recently, and they said that we don't have any new information. Someone asked if eerie shards will become easier to earn while playing the game. And behavior's stance is that they enjoy giving away free eerie shards for events, like login rewards, you know, log in every day, get X amount of iridescent shards, but they have no plans, plans to change that for the gameplay. Someone asked if we can get a search bar for perks, and that's kind of a silly indicator that this game has way too many perks way too many useless perks. I'd love to create like a YouTube or TikTok or both just like showing the percentage of useless perks in this game. Um, they said they're working on improvements that are coming soon that will make things easier for PC and console gamers. And I believe they did mention that that they're looking into quality of life updates such as a streamer mode and pre-built loadouts. That would be really nice if you could have a pre-built loadout. If you could have like, okay, I've got my runner build. It's got Windows of Opportunity, Spine Chill, Resilience, Iron Will, or Dead heart, whatever. Give us something like that because uh, changing your build can be a bit of a pain. It can be a lot of a pain, let's be honest. It's nice that you can flip to whatever page you want that the perks are now in alphabetical order that took me a while to get used to. But it's still a pain to sift through all the perks. Someone asked if they planned on giving killers more blood points for facing survive with friends, meaning people who are all in a group together and probably on comms. They said they have no plans for for giving killers more blood points in that scenario. Someone asked if they have plans to do anything with the thumbs up feature you may notice during the end end game chat um end game summary you can give people thumbs up or thumbs down um somebody asked are are you going to let people know when they get a thumbs up they have no plans for that and honestly I don't know if that system does anything at all one interesting thing they mention is they do they are open to discussion on increasing the 1 million blood point cap so currently while you're playing this game acquiring blood points as soon as you hit 1 million blood points boom you can't acquire anymore you have to spend them and honestly that's the way they keep people playing this game honestly i i think the blood point cap should probably be at least 2 million because uh again in my youtube video that i'm working on the first million i i'm spending one million blood points at a time on meg thomas i spent one million blood points on her from level one and i believe putting a million blood points into her only got her to like level 34 maybe level 35 so not even enough to unlock all of her teachables only enough to unlock one of her teachables that's terrible and they said, are, are there any plans to buff killers who struggle against survive with friends? And they said no. So overall, the, the dev Q&A was essentially a big nothing burger. It was super disappointing. I watched it myself, hoping for an update on the security leaks that allow people to do malicious things with their content creators. But there was nothing in there. And the devs even said, well, we pick, the, we pick the questions that have the most upvotes. There's a lot of useless questions that I did not include. One of them was like, when will you give us a full Felix shirtless cosmetic? And a lot of other just stupid, useless questions. And I get people want to meme and stuff, but there's a lot more important things that we need to talk about with this game. So I think I'm going to wrap things up there. Um, Yeah, there was a lot to talk about there. I just wanted to say a big thank you to everybody for your support on Red Rank Podcast. Uh, I'm getting some really good downloads every day. Some of the episodes are performing really well. On the last episode, I interviewed Kyle TG, who's a friend of mine, who uh, I met through Dead by Daylight, through TikTok and Twitch, mutual friends. So I really uh, it was a long conversation, but it, it was a really good quality discussion. We talked about game mechanics. We kind of complained about the game. We talked about things we love about the game. We talked about the community, talked about changes we want to see, um, talked about how we started playing video games as kids and content create creation strategy We we covered a lot of ground and it's a really quality conversation i hope you check it out so be sure to um yeah follow this podcast subscribe to it rate it if you can on the platform you're listening and please 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 listen to the previous episodes especially the interviews i'm always working on getting new people in yeah uh, it can be a bit of a challenge we all have different schedules Yeah, it's just the world we live in. But I'd really, I I do really appreciate the support so far. It's been amazing. So, just in closure, I just want to remind everybody you can find me streaming on Twitch every Wednesday night and Saturday morning. I'm on the West Coast of Canada. So, be sure to throw me a follow on Twitch, keep notifications on, and you'll know when I go live. I'm on TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. Look up The Crow Show. And I'll leave links in the show notes. It'll be just one link and it'll take you to my link tree. And it has all those platforms there. I'd really appreciate it if you could follow me, subscribe to my YouTube, follow my TikToks, and interact with all of my content. Like it, you know, comment. It really helps with the algorithm, which is something I'm combating every single day. So I just wanted to thank you one more time for listening and I'll see you in the fog.